everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Christine Elder. Christine was one of our presenters for the Loving Healing Creating Summit that we ran in February, and we absolutely loved having her. You can still get access to that summit at www.creativeu.ca. Christine is a naturalist, artist, and educator. She holds bachelor's and master's degrees in biology and a certificate in science illustration from the University of California. Christine teaches nature sketching workshops, leads international retreats, and offers online classes in nature sketching, painting, and journaling. She has an insatiable drive to travel, to observe, and sketch wildlife in their native habitats. She's been blessed to watch breaching whales in Alaska, courting alligators in Florida, howler monkeys in Honduras, giant river otters in Peru, and pygmy elephants in Borneo. She makes her home in Oregon and the base, at the base of the Cascade Range. So welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be part of this. Yes, it's exciting. It, just reading about all the amazing things you've done, um, I, I just can't even imagine. Some of them I'm not sure I'd want to see, but others I think would be really fascinating. Oh, and that's not even the half of it. I can tell you about the uh, tiger leeches in Malaysia or the whip scorpions in Mexico. <laughs> so. Yeah, those are not the ones I want to see for sure. <laughs> Um, so can you share some of your story and your path that brought you here? Oh boy. Well, um, I'm a native of uh, California and I just grew up kind of as a wild child um, in the rivers and forests and riding my horse out into the wilderness, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to college and I've always loved both science uh, and art. And so I combined those. I got degrees in, um, well, as you mentioned, uh, biology and scientific illustration. And then I've spent the last, I don't know how many years, been 30 years or so, always like somehow combining those two. So I've either worked in uh, formal education in science and kind of brought in a little bit of the art or worked as a teaching artist and brought in a little bit of the science. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, and nowadays, I guess I kind of call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur trying to, uh, you know, do more online uh, courses so that I can reach more people. And um, that's the wonder of the internet now. It's, I do have listeners like you probably do in mm -hmm. places from Australia to South Africa to Norway. You know? yes. yeah. yeah. And so I'm just trying to, um, you know, combine, uh, you know, really inspiring people to learn about nature, especially kids and environmental educators. Um, and 
the path to that for me is through a nature uh, sketching and journaling practice so that you can kind of slow down and really um, be in the moment. And, and that's how you learn. You never forget something you've drawn. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. And what does healing with creativity mean to you? Well, um, this past year in 2019, I had a pretty traumatic year, more than any other year probably in the last 10. And so um, that's why it was interesting to be uh, asked to work with you with this, with this healing idea, because I usually haven't done that. I've usually thought of my art as more just kind of fun and entertaining or, you know, related to the science education. But, um, you know, I've really had some both physical and emotional pain I had to heal this year. And I found that the act of really being in the moment helped me to put everything else out of my mind because, and especially with the emotional healing, you know, you're, at least me, my mind was spinning and spinning and spinning about why, you know, I couldn't fix this and that in my personal life and my relationships and how could I do it better and why didn't it work? And so when you're doing something like um, throwing pottery or even, uh, you know, juggling or painting, you really have to be right there in the moment. You can't be thinking about the past or the the future and so it really helps to, to clear your mind and it really helped me to clear my mind and even uh, you know cleaning the house and gardening and making my home beautiful that was um, very uh, creatively healing for me <laughs> and I'm yeah. still on that path still working on it oh absolutely and I think the more you tap into the healing of creativity the more it helps right so yeah, that's, yeah. that's excellent. And do you, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> okay. And do you think there's a driving force that inspires you? Well, definitely. I mean, I'm a naturalist at heart. I've always loved uh, plants and animals and being outdoors. And, um, you know, during, I had kind of a traumatic childhood. We moved a lot. My parents were separated or fighting and I lived in a lot of different foster homes actually. Mm -hmm. And so I always found solace in nature. And so that really is my driving force is to help other people find solace in nature and to have more um, you know, compassion and empathy for the natural world because you know, our world is falling apart with global climate change and so many species going extinct and air pollution and water pollution and all the microplastics in the ocean. I mean, it just seems to be almost too much to bear sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my drive is to inspire people to um, really love and appreciate the natural world, especially educators and their students they work with to you know, just bring people up from youth to really care um, and, and understand, uh, you know, that, you know, we rely on nature. It's not separate from us. We need the clean air. You know, we need the plants to grow and the animals to thrive in order for us to thrive. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I guess that's the, my driving force is just, yeah, um, 
my love of nature and trying to get other people to love and value it too. <laughs> yes. And I think a lot of people love it, but maybe don't value it the way that they need to. Right. Right. You know, and you can like kids, you know, they'll, they might be their only exposure maybe to things like giraffes and rhinoceroses and even toucans that you can see on the Fruit Loops box. They think of these as cartoons and they don't realize that they live in real habitats. Those real habitats are, are threatened. You know, um, you had mentioned that I've traveled a lot and that really has informed my life and my outlook, especially in the last 10 years when I've been lucky to do a lot more traveling. And I really wish I could have done it when I was younger to inform the rest of my life. But mm -hmm. seeing how people live in second and third, third world countries and seeing the degradation that goes on. Um, but also that we're not we're not the best either. You know, sometimes people think that it, all that bad stuff, you know, is happening other places, all the oil, oil pollution and, and clear cutting and everything. And it's not. So the traveling also helped me to realize that there's good and bad um, things all over the world. And um, yeah, so yeah. I got, I kind of got lost there. Sorry. No, no, it was, it was a great uh, segue into um, that important piece of, you know, the world is bigger than what we can see in our small part of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And how has a past pain informed your life purpose? Um, well, I think I sort of touched on that before in that the, um, the way I was raised and moving around a lot made me find a solace in a constant, which was nature. It wasn't people. It was always nature and plants and animals and my dogs and my horses. And so mm -hmm. I really found the solace there and realized the value of it. And so that's why I um, want to teach, you know, share that with other people because people are born to love nature and they're born to love even the, those animals I talked about, leeches and scorpions, you know, little kids are always really curious. It's us humans that, you know, narrow their, narrow their worldview and, and we give them things like fear of animals or plants or being outdoors. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, that's, I think that's probably it um, is, yeah, the past pain being just, um, yeah, having, having a hard childhood. And of course, you know, we all do, right? Mm -hmm. We're all damaged to some extent by our childhood. <laughs> I'm actually pretty lucky, you know, but yeah. 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 And what, what is your favorite creative healing modality for yourself? Um, I just, I guess it depends. Um, I mean, every day I like to get up in the morning and sketch. It's a good day when it's a good time early in the morning uh, before my brain gets filled with more left brain things to do some sketching with my cup of coffee in my living room. Uh, but also, you know, gardening, being outdoors. I work with horses a lot. So that's creative for me is, is caring for and training horses. Uh, but also, you know, my traditional art, you know, drawing and sketching and especially watercolors, because they're just so, 
uh, luscious and you can't completely control them, kind of like life. You have to uh, enjoy what happens and, and the serendipity of that, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date? Oh boy. Well, uh, getting my four college degrees, I worked really hard on those. <laughs> I just love being a student. I love being in school, but it, it was pretty hard, especially finishing the master's thesis where you had to be really self-directed. Mm -hmm. um, but I think um, I, I spent about five years taking care of my father while he was dying and that was really hard <laughs> yeah. and but and we had a complicated relationship and you know just about all of us especially us women are going to find ourselves in that um, role at some point in our lives mm -hmm. and so i was you know it, i was really proud of doing that even though it was really hard on both of us it, there was the best option so i guess i'm I guess that's one of my greatest accomplishments is, is keeping my dad out of an old folks home and letting him live at home with me and with caretakers um, until he passed at age 90, actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit with that being an accomplishment because it is because it is hard um, to do that day in yeah. and day out. Um, and it watch. so often falls on the daughters. Yes. <laughs> the rest of the family we don't know where they go half the time it's often the daughters yeah for me living on the other side of the world just you know my yeah. brother lives in germany so and that yeah. was definitely a time where i needed to have some creativity in my life if only for a half hour a day and and definitely getting outside and exercising which is creative for me also mm -hmm. Um, to, to heal uh, and to be able to fulfill, I mean, fill my own, what do they say, fill your own uh, vessel, you know, so that you have something to share with others. And, and especially when you're uh, caregiving, mm -hmm. uh, you've got to take care of yourself. Um, <laughs> you can take care of anybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what piece of, or what inspirational advice would you give someone who is struggling? Um, so you mean like struggling in terms of having pain, like we we're talking about, you know, healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, there's, there's different kinds of pain and different kinds of healing. You know, we can be healing from health issues, from emotional issues, financial issues, right? And so for me, I think um, focusing on gratitude, uh, you know, I used to think that was kind of a hippy-dippy woo-woo thing to do, um, but uh, I really found that to, you know, I've, I've seen some other colleagues go through a lot of heavy things and they really used gratitude, daily journaling and that kind of thing. And so that really helps me, I know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have so many first world problems here. Again, me traveling makes me realize that, you know, so many things we worry about, like, oh, gee, you know, I, I didn't draw a very pretty picture today, or, you know, my house isn't very clean, or, you know, that, that Thanksgiving dinner wasn't perfect. You know, those are all really 
first world problems. And so to have some gratitude and um, realizing that we're all struggling, even though it looks like on social media, maybe everybody's doing better. So, so I like to just spend just a few minutes every day, gratitude, like, okay, my body's working. I'm pretty healthy for my age. I can, you know, get out and I live in a beautiful house and I live in a safe neighborhood. And, and so those kind of things make me feel less sorry for myself and, and give me something to, to live for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. It's absolutely true. I find when I actually do my gratitude as a, you know, like actively write it down or say it, it, mm-hmm. it just makes all the difference. Yeah. It really yeah. does. Yeah. And if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? Right. It, you know, I mean, definitely the environmental education aspect. So having people understand the role that um, nature and, you know, natural ecosystems and biomes and habitats and, and why they should care about endangered species, why they should care about global climate change. And so, yeah, just kind of waking people up, getting people a little less um, materialistic and more living uh, in the moment, seeing the, the beauty in front of them right now outside, whether it's a, you know, a warbler or a redwood or <laughs> um, to really, you know, appreciate and have empathy and compassion and, and understanding for the natural world and how we are dependent on it. It's not just an extra for fun. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey? Um, well, you had asked me that before, so mm-hmm. I got it because I can't remember any quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a piece of paper here. It's, um, it's a quote by a, a Senegalese forester who's still alive today. Uh, his name's uh, Baba Duom. I think you pronounce his name, <laughs> but uh, he's still alive. And he said, we only conserve what we love. We will only love what we understand and we will only understand what we are taught. And so that's how I live my life in terms of bringing people out into nature, having them slow down, draw things, journal with things, and then they know about them and gives them more of a chance to understand it and then love it. (laughs) So I guess that would be my quote for sure. No, and it sounds exactly like you. So I totally understand that. Yeah, that seems like the perfect quote for you. And I actually haven't heard that one. Oh, okay. I love my website too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's beautiful. So um, do you have anything else you'd like to add or that we maybe didn't discuss today that you'd like our listeners to know? Oh, oh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't want to be saying the same thing over and over again. Um, But yeah, I think just trying to, um, yeah, have gratitude, get outside as much as you can, slow down, especially during the holidays, uh, and and really see what you have in front of you. Uh, Again, I had 
my long-term relationship fell apart this last year. And, um, you know, the more I have distance from it, the more I can look back and see that, you know, maybe I, I wasn't, um, you know, valuing it as much as I could have. And that I see friends now who are in different relationships, whether it's parents or their siblings or their spouse, and maybe they're not prioritizing that as much, you know, they might be uh, bickering about this or that. And I look at them and I say, I wish you had more gratitude for each other. <laughs> so yeah, again, getting back to that, that gratitude and just living every day mm -hmm. like it could be your last and really valuing the world around you and your friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Um, I, I was widowed years ago and sorry, you thank you. It's been a number of years, but it, it's amazing how that really changes your perception of your day-to-day -day life and how you take everything for granted. You know, I had, um, went to the airport. I was off to Germany to visit my brother. He went off to work and uh, we never saw each other again. So it, it's really interesting how we, we take um, our day-to-day -day lives for granted. So I really, yeah, I love that message that you, that you shared because it can be, you know, a, a relationship ending, a parent dying or a spouse dying, you know, maybe it's just somebody moving to the other side of the world. We don't know, but relationships especially can, can really be altered by not appreciating what we have. Yeah. yeah. Life can change in a split second. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. And for our listeners, we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thanks for joining us.